Hey moms, put your kids in time out or down for a nap. Grab your cup of coffee, sit back and relax. It's time for Momnesia, mothering like a mofo. Good afternoon and welcome to the first live broadcast of Momnesia. I'm your host, Jinx Scott, of course, with my co-host, Krista Garza. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and, uh, we are in here, uh, like I said, for the first time we've done this podcast on our own, uh, some separate recordings and stuff. So this is our first time actually getting into the studio and doing this live for you guys. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we've got some great topics for you. Jada Butler is going to be joining us in a little bit too. Um, and our topic for our first live show, we've decided to go with insomnia. I think that's something that we as moms or parents in general all deal with, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we always have, have those days where uh, where we just don't get enough sleep. And it starts from the, when you first have a baby or even before. I don't know mm-hmm. about for you, Krista, but for me, I had a lot of trouble uh, sleeping the month leading up to my daughter being born just because she was like oh, yeah. in my backbone, like seriously, and then trying to come out through my ribs. It was ridiculous. So it felt like an exercise, you know, kind of situation. I don't know. And the um, dreams too. You cannot forget about the pregnancy dreams. Oh, I never my had weird dreams. <gasps> you didn't? No. Oh my God. No, I had the weirdest dreams. And then you know what else I would do? This is the other weird thing too. I would um, talk in my sleep. I have never before talked in my sleep and I have not since talked in my sleep. But when I was pregnant, I would talk in my sleep. It was so weird. <laughs> I don't think I've ever talked in my sleep. At least not that anybody's ever told me. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they're just being too nice. <laughs> <laughs> I talk enough during the daytime. It wouldn't surprise me if I did. Uh, or maybe I get all my talking done already during the day. Uh, but anyways, uh, with the insomnia, I don't know. Like I was up until like one o'clock in the morning at least. And I have to be mm-hmm. up at like 630 every morning. And I know you had a late night last night. I did. Granted, you had a reason to be out. <laughs> Me, I was just Very home. Very good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was up watching Doctor Who at midnight. Um, I'd still count that as a good reason, though. That yeah. counts. <laughs> I know. It's really not like I could have watched it at any other time, of course, right? Um, also, I was binge watching Sabrina, the new one on Netflix. Oh, I haven't gotten the chance like, getting to watch off topic here. It's pretty. It's way different from uh, the TV show, but it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, anyways, getting back to our topic of insomnia, uh, we deal with a lot of different topics here at Momnesia mm-hmm. that are important to all moms. So just to, all right, before we dig into our topic, maybe I should, any new listeners out there that yeah, haven't heard our podcast before, aren't familiar with Momnesia, mothering like a mofo. <laughs> uh, first of all, mofo does not stand for what you think it stands no. for. What it actually stands for is moms overcoming fundamental obstacles. So as moms, we deal with all sorts of different things all the time that seem like they should be simple, but end up causing us to have a lot of issues. Um, so we just want to address them and and just make sure that other moms know you're not the only one going through these issues. We all have issues we, that we deal with um, at different times through stages of being a mom. You are not alone. That's our number one thing. You are not alone. Other moms out there are dealing with the same stuff you deal with day in and day out. And we just want to be that voice to bring that to you and let you know it's okay. Whatever you're going through, it is okay. Uh, build a community. Yeah, build a community. Talk to other moms. And that's one of the ways that we ended up starting this uh, show is just uh, 
because I was talking about the topic of momnesia, mm-hmm. baby brain, and for those who aren't familiar, where you uh, you start to forget things, like just randomly, things that should be so simple, all of a sudden your brain just decides to just drop it out the ear, you know, you, and you can't remember why you walked into a room or whatever. And uh, that's something all moms deal with. I brought this up to a couple other moms that I was trying to get in on my show Common Grounds. And one of the moms is like, I didn't even know that was a thing until my fourth child. Right. She's mm-hmm. like she'd experienced it um, with all, all four of her pregnancies and kids, but she never realized it was a thing for all moms. She thought just thought she was losing her mind. And I think we were very surprised, too, when when she brought it up and we're like, how have you had four kids and you don't know about this? Well, she knew that like she was forgetting things. <laughs> she word, just the word for it. Yeah. But she just did not realize this was something that happens to all moms. It's mm-hmm. not just one person. Uh, so if you have a momnesia moment, this is something that we do on our podcast every uh, is we try to each talk about sometime during the week that we've forgotten something recently that seemed really simple. And yet, for some reason, totally escaped our minds, whether it's forgetting to pick your kid up at school or, you know, pack lunch or whatever. Um <laughs> leaving your kid at home, like forgetting who's watching your kid. <laughs> uh, Chris has got a great story about that. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to give us a call and share your stories, our phone number is 630-230-1744. Again, that's 630-230-1744. Or you can just comment on our Facebook Live on Evolution Pop. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, and uh, Krista, do you have just throw you on the spot here? Since I mentioned momnesia <laughs> moments, you got any recent ones? Um, I think I have one that involved you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead tell that one. That's oh yeah, that, that was funny. So um, we have a mutual friend who who we enjoy getting together about once a month for pancake breakfasts. And Jinx and I got together last Monday to discuss um, a separate podcast that she and I are, are hosting together called Orchetta. So look for that coming soon. But um, besides the point, I know I mentioned to her, I said, you know, hey, we're all getting together on Sunday for pancakes. And me not realizing that I didn't put her in the group chat until like the day before saying, <laughs> Oh, hey, is 11 o'clock okay for everybody tomorrow? Uh, yeah. I literally forgot to put her in the chat and she goes, how am I just seeing this now? And I'm like, yeah, I thought I was, I had momnesia. Yeah, here's the thing. Like you had mentioned it like last week when I saw you on Monday or Tuesday or whatever day that was. Yep. And I was like, did you send me something? And I'd really forget. I was like thinking I had a momnesia moment oh. and, <laughs> and totally like just forgot that you had said something to me. And next thing I know, or then I see that and I was like, I, okay, so I missed an entire group conversation on this and all these posts. I'm like, how no. did I not even notice these text messages? And I'm like, it started that way before what? you. Yeah. And then and she's like, oh, yeah, no, she's like, no, it wasn't you. I just added you to the group. So, yeah, thanks for making me moment. really feel like I was losing my mind. I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the uh, both of our at least like that was one instance where I wasn't having the momnesia it was you it, it but it me. was both of us feeling like I felt like I had it I was like <laughs> what is going on so yeah so definitely uh it's something all of us can relate to I'm like me I get momnesia so much I forget that I forget things <laughs> <So>. <laughs> You forget that you have a story I'm to like, tell. Oh, yeah, I had a story and now I can't remember what it was. No. 
Uh, like, luckily, it's not that I've forgotten my child at school anytime recently. It's so, so far this year that hasn't recently. happened. Yeah. No, the, not forgotten her. It's just like, uh, you like you try to arrange somebody else picking mm-hmm. her up. I've gone to school to pick her up on days when her dad usually picks her up, forgetting that it was his day to pick her up. And he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Wednesday. <laughs> so, yeah. The days um, just meld together. Yes, they do. It's kind of all goes into one. Uh, so, <laughs> so again, that's just a little introduction to what Momnesia is. And we really hope that a lot of moms out there get something out of this. We want to try and help and bring community. So mm-hmm. if you uh, if you are listening, like I said, and you have a topic that you want to talk about, you can always uh, email us at momnesiamotheringlikeamofo at gmail.com. Um, I believe that's what it is, or it's momnesia no, I think at gmail.com. I think it's, no, I think it's momnesiamofo at gmail.com. That's right. Momnesiamofo, M-O-M-N-E-I-S, or N-E-S-I-A-M-O-F-O at gmail.com. Or Facebook. Uh, yeah, or Facebook. You can find us on Facebook. That might be easier. Or, of course, you can tweet me at Jinx Scott. And uh, mine is Krista Garza, so... Yeah, you can look me up on Twitter or Facebook as well. Yeah, because we want to hear from you guys. We want to know what topics are relevant to you, what you want us to talk about more, uh, what you want to hear more about, and and deal with all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So digging in a little bit to today's topic, or at least for just an introduction to this, because we do need to take a commercial break soon, but uh, just to get started on this. Uh, momnesia, or I mean, not momnesia, momsomnia. Uh, see, here we go. <laughs> here we go. This, now, one of the things that causes the momnesia in the first place is the lack of sleep. And mm-hmm. you you know when you have a new baby that you're going to be dealing with uh, a loss of sleep because you're going to be up at all hours of the night with the baby. That's expected. Mm-hmm. Um, what you don't realize is that is just going to keep going throughout your life because there's always going to be something with uh, dealing with your kids that's going to keep you up at night. <laughs> there's different stresses and things like that so what we are going to try and talk about today are the different things that cause insomnia um, and also tips on how to deal with the insomnia how to help overcome it and then also um, you know some extenuating things that might be causing insomnia like anxiety and depression so we're going to be talking about that Um, that we're also going to bring up like some signs of that for in your kids too, Mm because I think insomnia is something that happens to kids too, as well as anxiety and depression for sure. So it's always good to be able to dig in or to uh, know what signs to look out for as a parent. Um, But the reason we're dealing with this as moms is because women are more likely to have insomnia. It's just uh, it's just scientific fact. Men do have it too. It's just women are more likely to. Um, part of that is because of different um, hormones that women deal with, especially during pregnancy and postpartum, um, or even menopause or having your period can affect your sleep cycle too. Because uh, sometimes you sleep more and sometimes you got that extra energy and so you can't sleep. And, you know, it's, it's uh, women have all sorts of weird homo- hormones to deal with, um, as well as postpartum depression, of course, affecting sleep. Uh, mood disorders, of course, women are more likely to have those as well. Um, and be more vulnerable. Anxiety and depression can make you more vulnerable to sleep uh, problems as well, and uh, and uh, and also the chemicals in your brain. Again, that's all hormonal kind of things uh, that even if you're not a mom, you might be dealing with too. So, as women or just as a person in general, we all have different things that we're dealing with. Uh, it's, these are not just mom like only kind of things topics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And also with being a new mom, the other thing is caregiver responsibilities. I think that's societal pressure. Yeah. Well, caregiver responsibilities, who's going to get up and take care of the baby in the middle of the night? You know, uh, that's something that to help with that parents can talk about before the baby's born is, you know, mom's going to be recovering from a major trauma to her body. As beautiful as childbirth is, right? And as lovely as your child is, it is a trauma on your body. So there is a healing time and process. So dads, you know, try to be there for mom. Let her get all the rest she needs. Um, And hopefully it doesn't disrupt either of your sleep schedules too much. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we will be back soon. And when we come back, we are going to talk about um, some of the different uh, reasons and things like postpartum depression, uh, how that happens and causes insomnia for new moms as well as uh, as us in general. But we're going to talk about that when we come back. Uh, thanks for joining us here. And uh, we'll be right back here with Momnesia on Evolution Pop. Have you ever walked into a room and just forgotten why you were there or what you were doing or who you were talking to? You are <laughs> listening <laughs> to Comic Grounds. Or what? not Comic Grounds. You are listening to Momnesia Mothering Like a Mofo. Tune in to Momnesia Mothering Like a Mofo Mondays at 1 with Kristen and Jinx as they discuss everything they've forgotten they know about parenting. I think that right there is live on air. It's your Momnesia And maybe you can share your stories too. Momnesia Mothering Like a Mofo, Mondays at 1 on Evolution Pop. Welcome back to Momnesia, Mothering Like a Mofo. And I'm your host, Jinx Scott, along with my co-host. I'm Krista Garza. How's everybody doing today? (laughs) (laughs) We're still waiting for Jada to get here and join this conversation. Uh, But we're going to keep it going. Again, if anybody wants to chime in with their their topics or questions Mm -hmm. or what you've dealt with with Momnesia, uh, our phone number is 630-230-1744. Again, that's 630-230-1744. Or feel free to comment on our Facebook Live. So uh, before we went on break, we were talking about uh, insomnia, right? And how we deal with that as moms, as women especially, uh, are more prone to that. Uh, but especially, especially when uh, in postpartum, you know, everybody hears about postpartum depression. One of the causes of that or maybe symptoms of this is is uh, insomnia. Mm-hmm. Right. So some of the things that cause this is all of a sudden you are having an irregular sleep pattern. Right. You have your normal sleep. And then once you have a baby, you're all of a sudden dealing with uh, different change in routine. You're constantly getting woken up and going back to sleep and woken up and you're in, in a darker room during the day because, you know, putting babies down for a nap or keeping it calm and quiet. And then at night you got the lights on because you're up with the baby. So you're. And you don't want to break that REM sleep either. Yeah. Like when, when you break that, the REM sleep, it's a lot harder on your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're dealing with the loss of sleep and these, these uh, habit changes, right? are actually perpetuating your sleeplessness because you're trying to adjust your sleep schedule to the baby's schedule to make it easier for taking care of your baby. Mm-hmm. But this actually uh, perpetuates your sleeplessness because now you're getting used to those those intervals and not getting the deep sleep that you need, um, which is going to cause you to feel more anxious, right? And when you feel more anxious, you have more trouble sleeping. So it's like feeds into each other and it's a really frustrating cycle that we get into a lot as new moms or new dads too. I would assume this happens to them as well. Um, And then you're dealing with that anxiety and then you start, you go to bed and you're thinking about all the things that go wrong and how many moms out there have laid in bed at night 
and you're trying to sleep, but you're listening for your baby to breathe or like those slightest like different sounds coming from the room that sound unusual, right? That's, All the time. <laughs> I don't even know at what age that stops. I th- it's like you're there's It always, never does. I still do. Yeah. It's like the slightest <laughs> thing wrong from your child and you wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it's just how we are. And, uh, but anyways, things like this, it can disrupt our internal clock. Um, so we got to try to find a way to keep that normalized. Part of that is getting help from your significant other with, uh, with taking turns, with taking care of the baby, um, finding time where you can get a solid at least four hours of sleep, I think, <laughs> at least, mm-hmm. if not a full eight hours, at least a good four hours, I think, um, so that you can get some good REM sleep. Um, also, you know, there's uh, different things you can do to help you go to sleep. Now, when you have a baby, it's hard to know when you're going to be going to bed, right? But one of the things that you can try to do is try to keep, you know, electronics off, anything with a bright light, like your cell phone, your TV, um, try reading a book or talking to somebody. I think even just having a conversation with a friend on the Mm -hmm. phone, you know, like there's the thing. We we don't talk to each other often enough. We're too busy texting and everything. But maybe having a conversation on the phone, that might be a good time or good time to connect with uh, with people. And And also your baby likes to hear your voice, even if it is something that you're not necessarily talking to them. They like the rhythm and the sound of your voice. So that that's a really good suggestion, too. Yeah. So the rhythm is it's soothing for them, you know, to hear that. And also later on, it's going to help them out with uh, forming words and stuff like that. The more they hear you talk, the more easier it's going to be for them to uh, to learn to speak and form words themselves. My my daughter, prime example, she's like started speaking like 30 words by the time she was one. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> same. I get I get comments all the time about how how my daughter is so articulate and things like that. And I'm like, I never baby talked to her. I, yeah. I, she's yeah. always around adults. She's an only kid. So yeah. she's around adults a lot more. So she learned very early to articulate. Oh, yeah. And I just talk all the time. So my daughter <laughs> is so used to hearing me talk. Um that's why I'm good for the radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another thing, uh, when parents are sleep deprived, uh, one of the good things is that for the most part, they're usually able to fall asleep uh, or return to sleep quickly, right? Because they're so sleep deprived, their new parents are usually able to to fall back to sleep quickly. Um, but if you find yourself not able to do that, that could be a sign of postpartum depression. Um, so you want to keep an eye on that. And if that keeps occurring, it, it can cause other health problems and stuff. So you should uh, seek help, whether it's talking to your pediatrician, because we're more likely, let's be honest, to take our child in for their, their pediatric appointments and checkups than we are to go and make an appointment for ourselves mm-hmm. to go to the doctor. True. So you can talk to your pediatrician about this too. let them know you're having trouble sleeping and uh, and that you're worried about it or ask them what you should be concerned about. Um, and they're most likely going to be able to help you out in some way, shape, or form. So make sure you're talking to your pediatrician or somebody um, about that, uh, especially if you're having difficulty um, returning to sleep, you know, e- even though you're exhausted, and if it's lasting more than a few weeks, right? So that's a sign that you really need to start talking to a professional about it. Um, so there's a bunch of different, you don't have to think about, you know, there's different treatments. You don't have to worry about medication. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, no, I don't want to be on, 
you know, sleeping pills or whatever because I got to take care of my child. No, there's other things that you can do besides that. Um, one of the things is uh, cogn- cognitive behavior- behavioral therapy, right? So because we're dealing with all these stressors and anxiety, um, one of the things that you can do to help you get back on track with sleep is to give yourself some different ways to change your behaviors, right? So that's what cognitive behavioral therapy is all about. You can go to a specialist about this, um, or you can look up some stuff online, right? (laughs) Everything's online these days. So you can look up different ways to deal with this. But basically, uh, you can't really change the things that are stressing you out, right? That's They're going to be there, but you can change how you respond to them. So that's what the cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT is going to do. It's going to help you respond differently so that you can rationalize it differently and um, and change your behaviors um, in response to those things that are stressing you out. Um, I don't know, do you deal with any of that, Krista? Insomnia? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what I've, I've found that helps for me is um, you can actually look up like guided meditations and like sleep hypnoses and things like that on YouTube. And I will just put those on very quietly and just, you know, lay there and listen to it. And I find that the noise helps me go to sleep. So white noise is another big thing. I know it was like a big thing for my daughter, too. She enjoyed um, having something going on in the background, whether, you know, it's her television or some music, things like that. You know, she that helps her to relax and go to sleep. So. Yeah, I think it's, that's good. It's just mm-hmm. important not to have it, obviously, too loud, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's another thing that we can do. Um, also, like I said, working with a pediatrician, mm-hmm. that's going to help you. Um, with Be open help. and honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too many of us, you know what? You know what I think we all do? We all internalize it because you, it's like you said before, how we're more apt to, you know, put our kid first, right? Because you, you think, oh, we like they're so helpless. But like, you can't help them unless you help yourself. If you're not getting the sleep that you need and you're sleep deprived, you're not going to be able to take care of your kid. You're going to lose your temper. You're going to you're going to have fits of crying and upsetness. Like you you need to be open and honest. And too many people I think are not out of fear. Out of fear of stigma, out of fear of feeling like a failure. Don't beat yourself up over it. It's okay to not be okay. I just I just want to put that out there. Yeah, and we do okay. have a uh, Facebook listener out there uh, popping in with us. Uh, thank you, West, for that, saying Jody Whiteley has the best meditation videos. So Ooh, I guess that's right. something for you guys to look up is uh, Jody Whiteley to see uh, some good meditation videos. That's another thing I was going to suggest, too, as a tip is don't ruminate, right? A lot mm. of us wait until the end of the night. You're laying down in bed. And that's when you start thinking about every single issue through the day, every problem that you're going through, (laughs) all the stuff you have to do the next day, what you didn't finish today. You know, so many times we wait till bedtime to do that. Right. So one of the other things that we can do instead is to try and be attentive to everything and everybody that during the day and take a specific time period during the day that we set aside to just focus on this, write down what's bothering us, what we want to work on, and what our next step solutions are. So what are your concerns and what are your next step solutions? What do you think you can do about it to resolve it? Um, You want to do this early evening, right? At least. You don't want to do it too close to bedtime. You want to at least write it down so that way you've at least addressed it already. You've written down your possible potential solutions to it. 
And hopefully now by the time you get to bed, you've already taken care of that, set it aside. And that's one less thing on your plate at bedtime. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's another tip we shouldn't eat before bedtime. Speaking of plates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm so guilty of getting up and getting snacks at bedtime. Oh my gosh. And then I complain to my daughter for the same thing. It's bedtime. And she's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> like it's bedtime. You had all this time to eat. And like and she eats nonstop. So seriously. All right. Again, you're listening in case you're just tuning in. This is Momnesia, mothering like a mofo with our first live broadcast here on uh, Evolution Pop. Uh, if you want to call us, our number here is 630-230-1744. We'd love to hear from you and uh, see what you have sure. to say on this topic, dealing with insomnia as parents. And uh, we're going to talk about some different tips and things on how to uh, manage your insomnia. Um, you can also comment on our Facebook Live on Evolution Pop. Uh, and you can listen to us at evolutionpop.com or on our Facebook live stream. So uh, some other things. Obvious one is I just was just talking about you probably shouldn't eat before bed. But also staying guilty. away from things like caffeine and alcohol, tobacco right before bed. Also right? very guilty. Yeah. <laughs> They're all stimulants. They're all going. I don't care if you think wine makes you sleepy. It does make me sleepy. But it's not going to be a restful sleep. It's going to no. be a restless sleep. And you're not going to get any benefit from that. You're not going to get that full REM sleep if it's a restless sleep. So those are some other things to keep in mind. Um, I, I'm a high energy person. I'm so high energy. It's hard for me to wind down in general. So I try not to have any caffeine after three o'clock if that even, usually I try to cut it off earlier than that, like one or two, but sometimes I end up going a little bit later in the day, or sometimes you just need that little extra boost. Um, or I'm a social coffee drinker. (laughs) (laughs) If I am around people drinking coffee, I am more likely to go ahead and get a cup myself. So no matter what time of day it is, even if it's six o'clock at night, sometimes I don't even know how much the caffeine actually affects me because I don't usually need it. So it's more just a, I don't know, just a social thing sometimes. And I, don't know. I like the taste of it. I used to not until, until I had a kid. I now I love it. the taste of it. But yeah, <laughs> like how your tastes change when you have a child. It's um, true. But yeah, so... uh so that's that's one thing, right? So if you were to obviously, test my blood right now, it would probably be coffee. It'd be like half half coffee. I had I had like I don't know how many cups of coffee. I think like two cups of coffee this morning and a hot chocolate, like dark oh chocolate. Gosh. So how are yeah. you not bouncing off the walls right now? <laughs> 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 uh, because it's been since like 6.30 this morning to 1.30 this afternoon. That's over seven hours. I don't think that's that much. Two cups of coffee and maybe three um, and a cup of hot chocolate. Um, but anyways, another thing is uh, it's creating a, creating boundaries, right? So mm-hmm. we want to separate our daytime things from our nighttime. You don't need a buffer in between uh, to help you at, between all that activity of the day and your sleep. So just a wind down period. So one of the things I like to do is is um, is go to bed. I've got one of those uh, Himalayan salt lamps. I like it not because, you know, they say they have all these other properties and allergies and all that crap. But that's not the reason I have it. I like the soft, like orangey glow from it. It's like mm-hmm. a reddish orange. I find it very soothing at night and calming. So I don't know if it actually helps mm-hmm. me sleep or not or wind down. But that's one of the things I like about it. I, I can see that because they say the more like red or orange light is supposed to help us like signal to our bodies like okay it's time to like Mm. calm down that's why they say to like turn off your phones and stuff too because your phone has more of the blue light and the blue light signals to our body like okay it's time to be awake 
Yep. And I actually ha- usually have a filter on my phone that mm-hmm. makes it the more orangey in general, but I use it all day long instead of just a night and every once in a while something will like when I put a video or something on it turns it off and I'm like whoa what happened Why is it so bright like <laughs> oh yeah what I'm used to yeah. <laughs> yeah, bright light okay anyways um that so your wind down period so find that time um so you can disengage from your day and uh and you're not supposed to work on any projects at this time which contradicts something else that I'm going to bring up in a second right so it's the the suggestion is don't try to finish your laundry. Don't try to get the lunches done for tomorrow. You know, just make sure all that's done beforehand. And uh, you're This is the time you're going to maybe sit, and read a book, talk to somebody. Because that's another thing is talking to your significant other, just having pillow talk. Mm-hmm. That time to just like kind of connect and everything, which would be good for your relationship too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so think of these relationships too, because hello, if you're getting good sleep. That's going to help your relationships with both your kids and your significant other improve because you are going to be in a better mood, right? And have a little less anxiety once you have uh, better sleep. Um, But also having that communication, that the pillow talk time, having some, you know, like going over your day and the different things and just getting it out there, um, finding out where each other are, you know, are at mentally, you know, like what were you dealing with today or what's been stressing you out? Maybe not stressing out, but, you know, just just a conversation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that we start to put aside and I, it helps if you both go to bed at the same time. I know a lot of people <laughs> go, to, go to bed at different times, but maybe that'll it's encourage true. people to go, you know, to at least try, even if it's not both of you going to sleep, at least to have that conversation time period um, for you to, to mm-hmm. connect. Right. Yep. Um, I do that all the time. Like mm-hmm. I love doing that and having that time. Um, even to, like, cause I'm, I'm the kind of person, like I've always tried, you know, journaling and things like that and, you know, trying to get it out there. But like the, the issue that I always run into is I, I always want like the back and forth, you know, like I, I want, I don't know if I want to call it instant gratification, but, but you know, like I want, I want the, the feedback, right? Mm-hmm. I want the opinion. This is how I'm feeling about X. What should I do about it? Oh, well, you should do why, you know, like that's that's me. And I'm sure my husband gets annoyed with me because I literally <laughs> like I cannot sleep unless I dump it all out there. This is my before sleep dump. Like I just <laughs> this and this and this and that and that and that and that. And then what do you think about that? And, da, da, da. and then like he'll fall asleep on me. Because I'm just like still going, <laughs> but it's like it's therapeutic. I think it's it something is. that we need to we to do every once in a while, just to get it out, and it helps you mm-hmm. feel more comfortable and uh, not inside your head all yes, the time. Just getting it out there. Yep. And sometimes things that are bothering us inside, and we think are major stressors, and like, oh my gosh, how am I going to deal with the, this? Is just too much for me to take. Sometimes once you start speaking things 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 out loud. Mm-hmm they don't seem so scary and don't, and they're like, why am I really worried about this? I mean, this doesn't seem, you know, when you bring it up uh, and talk to somebody else, or maybe they'll point something out about it that you didn't realize. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's another thing to keep in mind uh, when dealing with this stuff Um, or, you know, or why it's a good time to talk to your significant other, you know, make time for that. Um, Another thing that we're going to get into a little bit more when we come back from our next break is also checking for mood disorders, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, sometimes it's the insomnia and the lack of sleep, it can be a first symptom or noticeable one of a mood problem. So 
Uh, it could be a sign of anxiety or depression. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back um, with that, that uh, different symptoms to look for um, and some different things that can help. You know, it, my, Krista and I have both deal, dealt with anxiety <laughs> before. I know a lot of people deal with depression. Um, so we're going to talk about that when we come back here with Momnesia here on Evolution Pop. Have you ever walked into a room and just forgotten why you were there or what you were doing or who you were talking to? You are listening <laughs> to Common Grounds. Or not Common Grounds. You are listening to Momnesia Mothering Like a Mofo. Tune in to Momnesia Mothering Like a Mofo Mondays at 1 with Kristen and Jinx as they discuss everything they've forgotten <laughs> they know about parenting. I think that right there is live on air. It's your Momnesia And maybe you can share your stories too. Momnesia Mothering Like a Mofo Mondays at 1 on Evolution Pop. And welcome back to Momnesia, Mothering Like a Mofo. I'm your host, Jinx Scott, along in the studio with me today is Krista Garza. Hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been talking about momnesia, uh, or momnesia, momsomnia today. <laughs> it's a momnesia yeah, moment. Momnesia I don't moment. even know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> it's only been 40 minutes, right? Um, so, yeah, so we, we are. talk a bit about momnesia, though. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, our favorite topic, uh, (laughs) all the things we forget about as moms. So dealing with insomnia, this is something, like I was saying, that not just moms deal with, dads deal with this too. Uh, Women in general, I think, are really susceptible, as we mentioned before, to to, uh, insomnia just because it has a lot to do with mood disorders and hormone Mm -hmm. imbalances a lot of times, which can trigger from depression or cause depression. Um, So we were talking just before break about how the lack of sleep and changing in your sleep cycle is one of the first signs uh, of that you're dealing with depression or anxiety. So we're going to dig a bit into that. Um, again, we just want to remind you, if you want to give us a call and join the topic, you're welcome to. Our number here is 630-230-1744. If you want to chime in with uh, anything you're dealing with or, um, or how you've dealt with insomnia or depression, anxiety, any of this, um, or if you have a momnesia moment you want to share, please give us a call, 630-230-1744. Uh, you can also message us on our Momnesia Mothering Like a Mofo Facebook page, too. So if you want to uh, reach out to us, we'd be glad to hear from you. Um, so getting back onto the topic here, we were talking before about um, what causes insomnia, uh, tips for how to deal with insomnia. Right now, we're going to talk about one of the symptoms that causes insomnia or can be a factor of insomnia that I think all of us need to really focus on. And if you are dealing with this and have these symptoms, you should get help. And this is depression and anxiety. Um, I'll be the first to say, I did not realize like some of the stuff that I was doing was the symptom of anxiety before, because I have a habit of shutting down and not talking about things when I like, I'm like, I can just deal with this on my own. I just need to process it and go over it. And, and I don't talk to anybody about it. I just feel like I need to do it on my own. Um, or at least that's how I've been in the past. And then I realized I started reading up on anxiety things and I'm like, Oh, that's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm shutting down. Um, and I've learned the hard way that actually talking to other people about what I'm feeling and going through has been so therapeutic and helpful. And, and uh, you realize you're not the only one dealing with it. And you find a quicker solution to your problems than if you just keep it to yourself um, and deal and 
it just stuck in that circle and that endless cycle of, I just need to figure out how to fix this one thing and then everything will be okay. I don't, and, but not telling anybody else what's going through your head so that they can help you with, um, with that, right. With that process. And maybe the, you could have found a solution that was right in front of your face, but you were neglecting it because you didn't open up. Um, so anyways, that, that's my personal experience with anxiety. Uh, but just to get to some of the symptoms of, uh, of anxiety, I'll just go with that since I already started talking about that, right? So it's persistent worrying and um, about different things, right, that are out of proportion to what they actually are, mm-hmm. um, overthinking things, um, always coming, thinking of what the worst case scenario. Now, that's not me. I don't really think about, well, I take that back. When, before I make any decision in life, I always think, what's the worst that could happen if I do that? And if I'm willing to live with the consequences, I will go ahead and do it. Oh, <laughs> right? I'm the opposite. But, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't, so that's how I deal with it. Me, it's more, I've got to fix this myself. Like that's my anxiety. Like it's, it's nobody else's problem. I can deal with this. I don't want to burden anybody else with this problem. Um, the other thing is perceiving things as being threatening, even if they aren't, that's, I haven't had that issue. I don't know if you had, uh, Krista, um, mm-hmm. but you know, in difficulty handling uncertainties, like, so things that aren't sure, you know, that maybe a little bit more, if I'm not sure what's yeah. going to happen. Sometimes I can lock up too uh, with indecisiveness. Yeah. So, um, and that's another thing: being indecisive oh, God, and, and being afraid to make. Don't the wrong ask decision. me to make a decision on anything, yeah. even if it's like, do you want tacos or pizza? Like, I, I, I can't. Decisions, yeah. yeah. So even the simplest decisions no. become like the biggest like hurdle and to jump over because all of a sudden it's like I have to decide. Mm-hmm. And what if I make the wrong decision? Even though it's inconsequential in the whole scheme of things, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a butterfly effect, right? <laughs> and choosing taco a taco over a burrito is not going to be like the end of the world. Let's hope. Okay. Now, taco salad. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) I think that's more for horchata. Yes. (laughs) There you go. So, uh, inability to set aside, you know, all those worries, um, not being able to relax and feeling restless, always feeling keyed up and on edge. I'm just always full of energy. I wouldn't say that I'm restless or or not able to relax. I can relax. (laughs) But sometimes yeah. it's I'm do the opposite. I shut down. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's what much. I was gonna say too. Is like ah, it's hard because like I do this thing where I I can relax. You know, I can sit there and enjoy myself. But like I don't know, my body gets restless. Like like when I'm really tired, I my body literally gets like achy. I don't know if this makes any sense, but like it's like my body just hurts until I like lay down. I could see that. Yeah, I can understand that. That's another symptom though of, of depression though, is body aches that, that are out of nowhere that you don't really, they're unexplained, right? You get back pain and headaches out of nowhere. So that's actually a symptom of depression or a sign of depression. Um, (laughs) This is for anxiety. This is one you'll find funny difficulty concentrating or the feeling that your mind goes blank. I think there's it's momnesia in general, like all, something we deal with as moms all the time. Um, I was talking before, you know, like a lot of new parents deal with, you know, yep. insomnia, especially postpartum depression. But we deal with insomnia as parents of older kids. Like my For daughter's sure. 10, yours is eight. 
they're older, but we still like worrying so much about their school schedules, getting them places on time. How are they doing dealing with mm-hmm. bullying, all the different things that you deal with as, as a mom that you worry about with your child. And I'm sure that's not going to go away when she's in high school and going out with friends at night, oh, you know, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so, it goes away to college. I'll be up blurring about her all night. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, I'll never stop. Oh yeah. So physical signs of anxiety, of course, trouble sleeping, uh, fatigue, muscle tension, muscle aches, right? Trembling, feeling twitchy, nervousness, uh, being easily startled, right? Sweating, nausea, diarrhea. <laughs> sound, I sound like that Pepto-Bismol commercial now. Um, but you know what? These are real signs. They're all real signs. Yep. This is all, all things that we've all dealt with at least some sort of combination. Yep. I think it's as a parent, you deal with a lot of this mm-hmm. in general. It's just a matter of when it gets out, out of control, when you feel like it's be paying attention to it and realizing what's normal anxiety level and what's a little bit too much and uh, causing your body stress and when you should start seeking help. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, the best option is going to a therapist, right. Uh, and getting help from that. But even talking to a friend, that's a good listener um, or, you know, a group like us with momnesia, talking to other moms that um, and seeing what they've gone through and how they've dealt with it and what advice they can give you. Sometimes just having that connection and talking to other moms or, or dads is going to help you out. So I definitely sure. my biggest thing that I like to push is talk to the people that, you know, reach out because mm-hmm. there's somebody that I guarantee you, if you know any other moms, I guarantee you they have dealt with the same issues and uh, and can relate. And you are not alone. Exactly. Um, feel free to reach out to us if you want. If you need someone if to talk to, else, if nothing else, reach out here. to us. Momnesiamofo at gmail.com um, or at Jinx Scott if you want to reach me on Twitter. Um, and Krista Garza at, uh, for Twitter for Krista. But yeah, we want to hear from you. We want to, if you need us to be your voice or your ear listening ear, we are glad to do that. Absolutely. Um, also with anxiety, our kids can deal with that too. So that's another thing to watch out for with your kids, right? So they, the things that cause them anxiety are obviously performance at school, sports. Mm -hmm. Um, They're worried about family members, right? Especially if they have a family member that's really ill or, you know, or far away, they might worry about them. Mm -hmm. Um, Parent in the military kind of thing. Um, Some kids stress about being on time. Not my kid, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) She could care less about being on time. (laughs) And obviously with all the different things going on in the world, in the U.S., today you know with the different drills and things they have at school now there's a lot of anxiety inducing things happening to our kids and that's uh, that's that, crazy to me that that like like i didn't even realize that that was that that was like a thing like i think we talked about this on another episode when we were doing yeah, this on our own we did yeah where on one of our she, pre-recorded podcasts yeah which um those you can be find on, on spreaker.com yeah, soon say, yeah. yeah we'll have <laughs> those up there out. soon yeah um but I, I know we touched on this where um, she was dealing with, like, hearing all the bad news going on in the world, you know, mm-hmm. and, and hearing about that. And it was affecting her. And it it took a really serious conversation to, like, get her to open up on that. So, I know, And yeah. I think that's one thing that... Uh, parents don't realize too you know without talking you don't think about it you try to shelter your kids from all the bad news 
you don't realize they're still going to hear it, whether it's on the news, on the TV, on the radio, something's mentioned, somebody else in passing mentions it. And then these drills at school, like the active shooter drills and stuff, whatever codes Mm -hmm. they decide to use, the kids are wondering why they're having to hide in a closet, you know, with the lights out. So uh, there's a lot of questions and uncertainty and things going on with our kids today. So I think it's important that us as parents open up that conversation with our kids to uh, to give them a chance to speak up about their concerns and let us know what's on their mind mm-hmm. um, so they're not dealing with all of that anxiety on their own. Um, sometimes talking about it makes it less scary, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to scare kids by bringing it up, but sometimes you need to talk about it to make it less the evil monster in the room kind of thing hiding in the exactly. corner. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so it's the way the, um, that this may translate in our kids is the anxieties is excessive worry, right? Or feeling anxious mm-hmm. about whether it's about fitting in, um, whether they are perfectionists. Uh, they try to redo things if they're not perfect the first time. Again, that's not something my daughter does, but you know, she, <laughs> oh, she thinks my that she, auto- my daughter automatically thinks everything she does is perfect. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my daughter gets very upset when she doesn't do something right the first time. And mm. I have constantly had to reiterate with her. It's okay okay to learn and practice but she just i don't know if it's anxiety or she just gets impatient like she wants to do it she wants you to she wants to be able to like hear okay do da 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 here's how you do it and then she wants to be able to copy that and do it right the first time and i've i've had to try to explain to her like relax. It's okay. You can practice. You can get better. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's uh, something too. Like Veronica, Mm -hmm. if she doesn't get it right the first time, then I'm I'm not good at this. So I'm just not going to do it. Or, or, and I'm like, no, you're not never going to get better if you don't try, Uh, you know, so trying to get your kids out of that mindset. But anyways, that's a whole nother topic too. Um, Another thing, spending excessive time doing homework, Mm -hmm. lack of confidence, always trying to get approval from everybody. Um, they need a lot of reassurance about their performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have frequent stomach aches and other physical complaints and avoid going to school or avoid social situations. Those are all symptoms that um, with excessive worry that uh, that you want to watch out for with your kid and possibly seek a therapist, uh, you know, to get them a little bit of help with dealing with that anxiety. Right. So there's a little bit of anxiety is normal. Right. Everybody's going to have at least a little bit. It's when it gets excessive. So having conversations with your kids and being open and, and paying attention, uh, being present, you'll you'll know when you're when something's not normal for your child. Right. Mm-hmm. So so that's another thing that you want to uh, want to look on. So and if you need to finding help with that. Um, so if you feel like feeling depressed or irritable, definitely, definitely seek help. So <laughs> we want to, uh, that's that. And then just really quick depression. A lot of the symptoms are similar to anxiety. Um, but there's also the added feeling of sadness, right? Feeling crying for no reason. You feel empty, hopeless, um, having angry outbursts, irritability that can deal with anxiety too where you're dealing with something and just out of nowhere, like everything just all of a sudden overwhelms you and you shout, you know, and like, or you just get easily irritated. Um, loss of interest in things that you used to find, you know, find fun, you know, different activities that and hobbies and things that you used to enjoy. All of a sudden you have no interest in those. Obviously sleep disturbances like insomnia or sleeping too much. That's another thing. If you can't get out of bed because you, all you want to do is sleep and avoid the world. Um, the lack of energy and being tired all the time, even, you know, it takes too much energy even to do simple tasks. Um, 
reduced appetite or increased cravings. So it can go either way. You're eating mm -hmm. too much to eat your pain away or you're avoiding food. You just have no, that I think is the loss of interest in food, right? Mm -hmm. um, and an interesting side note to that, I, mm -hmm. I'm on a, um, I am on a weight loss journey. So um, my doctor did actually say that, you know, when we are like anxious, our bodies tend to want to hold on to things like the sugars and things like that. And they actually can like solidify in our bodies. And that's not good either. Yep. So. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it's another one. Trouble thinking and concentrating, making decisions, remembering things. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, like I said, a lot of symptoms for anxiety and depression are very similar. So it's just mm -hmm. a, that added, I think, anxiety is similar to, dep to or depression, except depression has that added feeling of sadness and loneliness and hopelessness, you know, like that. It's just a little bit more pressure on your heart, you know, that and uh and having like, and especially if it's coupled with suicidal thoughts. Uh, so definitely, if you're feeling any of these, definitely seek help. Um, I don't have a number for suicide hotlines or anything like that, but obviously the stuff's easy to look up online this day and age. Um, but like you said, as a parent, you ever need help or, you know, feel like you're dealing with something like all on your own, reach out to other parents, reach out to us. We'd, we'd be glad to talk to you Absolutely. too. Um, but anyways, that's pretty much all the time we have for today, or we need to wrap up anyways. And we start a few minutes late, so if we go a few minutes over, it's okay. Um, I'm giving us permission for that. See, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I have to get back to the front I'm not desk. going. Oh, yes, Krista does. So, Krista, <laughs> thank you for coming in with me today. Um, Krista works so here at Illinois Media School, which is where we're broadcasting from. Uh, so you can see her happy face sitting at the front desk here. Um, and <laughs> I at any time. Yep. And I'm uh, your co-host, Jake Scott. If you're looking to check out more Momnesia, we do have one episode up already on Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Uh, if you want to check out Momnesia, Mothering Like a Mofo on there, um, along with some of my other podcasts that I do. Um, and we'll be uploading some other episodes we've pre-recorded soon. So you'll get those for, sure. for your listening pleasure. And we got some great interviews and stuff we've done with other parents. Um, so look forward to that. And uh, thank you for joining us here on Momnesia, Mothering Like a Mofo. Uh, signing off, Jinx Scott and Mr. Garza. We'll see you next time. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing a car that's got style and substance to spare. The all-new RAV4 Limited. Featuring a sophisticated, muscular new exterior and available options like a premium JBL audio system and panoramic roof. The all-new RAV4 Limited. Toyota. Let's go places. JBL and Clarifier, registered trademarks of Harman International Industries Incorporated.